0: It's Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday, June 14th, this week, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you by the Iris Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, Chet, the Phillies run off nine wins in a row, lose on Sunday. Then come back with a nice 3 2 walk off win against their nemesis, the Florida Marlins. It certainly looks like a different team, and it's a good thing. Uh, have we mentioned any time recently over the last few weeks that the Flyers camp team to pull the trigger on a head coach? Got to figure that out soon. There are some Sixers trade rumors floating around regarding draft picks. Remember um, when the Sixers had all these draft assets they called them? Where, what's happened there? And nothing but positives coming out of OTAs for the birds. Uh, Delco Day was great. This Sunday is Father's Day. Plenty to talk about in Philly sports. Just plenty going on. Hey, great seeing you in person in
1: the flesh on Saturday at Delco (laughs) Day, Bill. That was a lot of fun. We'll talk about that later. Hey, have you seen the new Netflix movie, Hustle, yet? Filmed in Philly with uh, cameos by several Sixers.
0: I, I have not, but uh-huh. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think you're going to tell us something about it. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I think you're going to do a little uh, review on that. Tonight. I
1: will review it for you later in the show, Bill.
0: All right. Well, hey, a couple great guests tonight in Edge of Philly Sports. Big show co-host Joey Sharon. He'll be here in the first half and part two with legendary broadcaster, PA man, David Baker, in the second half of the show chat. That's going to be great.
1: Yeah, and as we noted, uh, we taped our interview with Dan Baker last week, and it went way longer than any of us had expected it to. So we figured, what the heck, let's just keep the whole thing, split it into two parts. Part two coming up at the bottom of this hour. Dan is very entertaining, you know that. But uh, you know what? Our first guest is as well. He's here, and he's ready to roll. Let's do it, Bill.
0: Well, let's get to it. Let's welcome Joey Sharon back to Philly Press Box Radio. Joey, welcome, my What's man. What's going, plenty, plenty going on, fellas? going on?
2: Oh, absolutely, man. It's uh what a time to be alive and a Philly sports fan, really. It's got a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. We moved you to
1: the center stage, Joey. So uh you're in the spotlight right there. Hey, we well, got a I'm, I'm the big team. money,
2: so you that's were, right. Had to bring you back for a
0: <laughs> co host a big show.
2: The big show. The uh, we're we're big all show. equal here on the on the network. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, we got a baseball team that's playing quite well right now. Ignore that drubbing on Sunday. That was an aberration. They've won 10 of 11. Otherwise, they are over 500 finally, hopefully, to stay. And they even managed Monday night to win a game against, as Bill noted, their nemesis, their arch rival Marlins group that always seems Ooh. to give them fits.
2: Are you a believer now, Joey? I absolutely am um what happened on Sunday that that big what was it, 11 12 run deficit yeah. they, they needed that they needed to come back down to earth a little bit and because otherwise we'd just be sitting here still waiting for the loss wondering for the other shoe to drop luckily it was only one game and they came back came out last night and they beat a team that they have a lot of trouble beating for whatever reason when the team when the team that we're talking about the Marlins is just so bad it, it, it still blows my mind how the phillies struggle so much against this team but yeah. they got it done with a walk-off I, I had no idea that that was reese's first walk-off ever
0: yeah. how about that yeah yeah well you know listening to the game they were talking about that i i was actually listening to it on the radio uh and they said that not only did he not have a walk-off home run he had never had a walk-off hit yeah and then boom line drive base hit to win the game uh, great, great stuff. I tell you, you have to be excited with the way the young guys have played under Rob Thompson. Uh, they've definitely stepped up. He's definitely showed confidence in these guys. Maybe not so much Mickey Moniak today, as he got sent back <laughs> down. Uh, but Mickey wasn't playing well, so um, they're going to look for the hot guys, I think. And uh, it, it's been fun to watch, of course, watch a Bryce Harper play every day is. Uh, we we should be happy with that as Philly fans.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean. Yeah, Mickey got got sent down today, but they brought up a, another you know young guy, 27 years old, uh, who I believe they brought in on a minor minor league deal from the Red Sox. And apparently, this guy's been playing very well at Lehigh. Don't ask me to pronounce his name. He's only been called up for about three hours uh, so far. So I I just I, I know it's Munoz. I want to say I'm not even going to attempt the, the first name. But uh, yeah, th- this kid seems like he has some talent. So I look forward to see what he could do with second base tonight.
1: Hey, I want to talk about the pitching. Um, Ranger Suarez has been kind of a disappointment. He had a good start last Tuesday, but then struggled mightily on Sunday. But otherwise, I'm pretty impressed with what we've seen from the rotation, particularly the two guys who are supposed to be the best. They're right there at the top,
2: Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. What do you think of this staff? Uh, Let me just start from the top, our ace, Zach Wheeler. I mean, he didn't start off too hot, but we knew that he was going to come into the season that way a little bit because he was coming back with a, a little bit of a, a shoulder, you know, issue. I don't want to say injury, just an issue. But ever since he's kind of, you know, you know, righted that ship, he's been Cy Young caliber again. And it just it's it's so exciting to watch him pitch each game. Aaron Nola, who could have believed that you were you weren't going to see an Aaron Nola second win until, you know, his like yeah. tenth start? Which is unbelievable. Like he almost gets that Kurt ha- or uh, Cole Hamill syndrome, where he gets no run support when he goes out there and he pitches decent. But then with Nola, there's always that time where he goes one inning too long, where he where he implodes in the sixth or seventh. So they got to continue to watch that. But he's been pitching very well. Zach Geflin, I've been high on this guy for the past couple seasons, and he continues to impress me. He's not going to go out there. He's not going to have these Cy Young-type games, you know, game in and game out. But he's out there, and he's eaten up a lot of consistent, good outings and innings. Uh, Kyle Gibson, you take what you can get from him. And Ranger Suarez, who you said – it was funny. Me, Fred, and Al, we were talking about, like, in our private group, like, like what do you do with, with Suarez? Do you kind of maybe put him back in the pen? Because we saw him have success there last season before they moved him up to be a starter. And then he comes out his next start, and he, gives, and he goes – seven really solid innings. So then that kind of thought kind of leaves your mind and then he you know his next start isn't as great. So it is a question mark what to do with him, but the way that our bullpen has been playing in this this 11 game stretch, it's kind of taken the question out of me of where you should push Suarez, just leave him in in your top 5 lineup and let the bullpen cruise the way that they have been.
0: Yeah, speaking of the bullpen, it seems to me like it's the at least for now, and it's always ebb and flow in the bullpen, you know, um, you have the cans and the can nots. you know, Canable, Hand, Sir Anthony, Brogdon are on the can side right now. The other guys are on the can side and they're pitching in the 13 run blowouts. Yeah. And these other guys are, are the guys right now that are being depended on and uh, they're doing a nice job.
2: Yeah, uh, we last week we had uh, Kevin Stocker on our show, and I asked him the question, like kind of like how much rope do you give Knable before you have to start looking for an alternative when it comes to closer? And is it a right thought to put Sir Anthony in there? Is it a wrong thought because you don't want to take him out of that, that setup role where it seems like he is comfortable now and he is really dealing. He is really pitching well out of that spot. So it is a question mark, but funny enough, it was either that night or the next night. He he has the, the shoulder issue, so he goes on the IL. So now you have to worry about the closer position anyway. So right now, I just think they're just they're making it you know a situational type of inning, you know, depending on what what batter is up that 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 ninth inning. But I mean, Sir Anthony has been great, like you said, Han has been well, Brogdon in that you know seventh uh, inning role. I mean, he's been a guy you can depend on recently, and and it's it's another guy who you had high expectations for coming into the, the season, a guy who didn't start off well. You know, he started off cold. But again, another guy who was really turned it around. So I'm really optimistic from the, the top of our, you know, rotation to the back of our bullpen. Like, th- these guys are clicking on all cylinders right now.
1: I want to switch over and talk a little bit about the Sixers, Joey. <laughs> but before I do, just uh, yes or no, or, you know, your prediction, will the Phillies
2: be in the postseason? Yes, I do believe so. I, think I do. So, I, I I think this team is just. I think they're they're. You, you look at this roster and you look at the the additions that they made with with Nicky Bats and, and Schwab's and you just look and of course you have Bryce and everybody who's going to contribute. And Reese Hoskins is hot right now. You just look at this on paper and you're like, this team is too damn good not to be able to contend at least for the second wild card spot. And now it seems like with the changing of the guard, I don't want to say it was all Joe Girardi, but I mean it looked like they got they got a pick-me-up with, with the uh, with the firing of Girardi and now Thompson in there. So I'm really optimistic on this team going forward. Well, as
1: optimistic as I am about them, I'm kind of pessimistic about the 76ers all of a sudden, and that's mainly due to what we saw from James Harden down the stretch. He did not come up big in the playoffs. No. And you know, now we don't know what the future holds for him. Is he going to be back for one year and collecting his $47 million and disappointing us again? uh what's your take on the Harden
2: situation first of all my take is he's going to be pa- he's going to be back the question is 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 he going to strong arm, strong arm the sixers and paying him that 47 million or will he become a free agent and take i don't know a three-year deal at like 100 million and then they can go out and they can get another superstar that they're so hell-bent on getting which i don't think is necessary I think, especially if Harden's going to be back, you have Tyrese, who is an up-and-coming superstar. You have, of course, one of the best players in the league, Joel Embiid. But if you watch the movie Hustle, they wanted to trade him in that movie for a first-round pick. But we could bring that up later. Uh, So you you already have those three. And then you have, of course, Tobias, who I do think is going to be back. I still think that his contract is too high to get rid of. It actually bumps up this year to actual $38 million. So I don't know if the team's going to take that on. I don't see that number three. I'm sorry, twenty-three draft pick being very sexy to anybody that you're gonna want to, you know, you know, give up a a good player, a good, you know, winger. I I, there are a lot of questions when it comes to this. James Harden, I do believe will be back. I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, you ask me. I I think the the whole term of a, a third superstar is just overblown and just unnecessary, a bit silly because. You could bring in a role player. I mean, look at what Jalen Brunson did in the playoffs. I mean, he put up a 41 stat in one of the games. And, I, I mean, if you could bring in some role players around uh, Embiid and Maxie, who's going to, of course, take that that needed step forward to solidify himself as a quote-unquote superstar, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I really like what they have now if they bring Harden back. But I also think that they can improve their, their you know, just their overall team, because if you don't give him that forty-seven million, and you bring in a, a few role players and then solidify your bench, I think that goes a lot further than having a James Harden on the team.
0: Well, uh you know, I am not I am not in love with Joel Embiid, uh, as you are aware, uh, Joey Chet certainly is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am aware. <laughs> you know, um, I, I guess I'll ask. You, I'll put it to you this way: if you had to evaluate his um, playoffs, and we know he was banged up a little bit, but uh, to me, he was just an underperformer, and to be the guy that you're building this franchise around, it seems like it's uh, it's not a one-time thing, it's an often thing, and to me, that's troublesome.
2: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I always just come back to the fact that he was playing with an orbital fracture, he literally just had surgery on two of his fingers and of course just you know the back the back injuries like he's diving into the crowd for balls like when he has all this other stuff going on. Like what is he doing? Like I I just...
1: did we lose Joey, Joey and, Chet? We did. When you came back on, we lost Joey.
2: Joey, hang tight, man and you can tell that on the court and i mean it, it's it's hard to say first off it's hard to agree with you bill because because <laughs> tell but, me but, about. I, but i understand where you're coming from like like he was hurt and he just he wants to play so damn hard for for this city and this team, and he wants to be the MVP. He wants to be a champion. But yes, I do understand where he does come up short in in some of these spots. Like he to me is his own worst enemy when he gets into his own head and he gets mopey. And you know, it's a whole you know you know poor me. He plays the victim to himself. And that's what stuff he, that
0: but, drives me crazy. Right, it's not right, right. Player, it, it, yeah. You know, it, it's it's the other stuff that always. You know, while you watch the rest of the playoffs, you see the some of these team superstars, most of them stepping up and leading their team. Yeah, Uh, that's not what we see from Joel. Joel, and that's what frustrates me with him.
2: Yeah, I I mean, he's still so young, and I understand like this might be his peak. Like honestly, his peak two years in a row. You know, arguably the the MVP of the league, especially in our minds, and to a lot of the other NBA players out there. I mean, there are a lot of guys speaking up saying like. You know who the real MVP of this league is, and it's not the Joker. Like I hate that name, but it, yeah, it, it was Joel Embiid, and like so many of these players, like Jason Tatum, like in the playoffs, like came out and said like Joel Embiid was the MVP of the league. So I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Bill, and I do think that it's something that he will mature from. Um, but but to your point, like we have to see it on the court before we can stop worrying about it going forward.
1: Well Joey the good news is we have an amazing
0: coach. I think I do a, a terrific job. I think I do a, a terrific job. A terrific job. A terrific job. A terrific job.
2: <laughs> I had to do that every week. Every week. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. This guy irks me to no end. Just yeah. he he's so pompous, arrogant in in these post game pressers like yes, like he, is. he was he was like talking about like like Greg Popovich like saying that he's on the level of Greg Popovich like oh would you ask that question to Greg yeah. Popovich like how dare you ask me that like like put some respect on my name i think i'm a great coach like like are you are you kidding me like come on like how about how about being humble a little bit and you know <laughs> saying like okay maybe this game i wasn't the best my best self like like t- just take some accountability sometimes he just he can never be at fault that's right. All right, Joey
1: Eagles. Eagles. Uh, great mm-hmm. off season so far. We love what they did in the draft. We love the addition of AJ Brown. I'm picking them to win the East. I know it is only June, but I'm picking them to win the NFC East. Am I right? There's
2: no doubt about it. There's, there's no you know. no. And, and oh. there's no, the, hey, and the reason knows. I say that, the reason I say that is because it's not so much of the AJ uh, AJ Brown. Uh, it, it's it's what to me what they did on defense. I think bringing in Brad Bradbury to be on the other side of Darius Slay. Is so much bigger than what people are giving it credit for. The Hassan Riddick, who's going to play off the edge, or if they're in a 3-4, he's going to play back, you know, in, in one of the linebacker roles. N'Koby Dean in the third round. I mean, what these guys did in this offseason really blows my mind. And that's why I'm so optimistic because you hear all the time defense wins championships, which is absolutely correct. But when you now have a uh, on paper a fire, a firepower. Offense to go along with it. I mean, I think I think the, the division is the least we can expect at this point. I mean, I'm I'm looking for a, a second round playoff game. I'm looking. for yeah.
0: I'm looking for. A deep right, get me over one, to
2: like Fanduel. No. I'll, I'll put money on it. I'm I am, <laughs> I'm so hyped for this team right now.
0: All right, I'm going to As throw like a scenario. Uh, I'm going to throw a scenario at you. Thousand yards Ready? for Smith. Thousand yards for Brown thousand yards for miles sanders on the ground you in
2: yeah absolutely as long as miles stops putting the ball on the ground i mean this is a guy who is in a a, a quote-unquote prove it year i guess i mean Halley was absolutely right not to extend this guy i mean running backs have a shelf life and let's let's face it they drafted a, a running back last year in gainwell and they signed kenny brooks who was a teammate of jalen hurts at oklahoma so I mean, Miles Sanders, if he can get that, are, are you talking thousand on the ground or all purpose? On the ground. On the ground. Okay, I, they're going to run the ball still. Uh, I see that. That's that's really what I hope because, and I, I don't know, I don't want to get too far off topic, but uh, we've been seeing a lot of hype for Jalen Hurts from the coaches, from the spectators, media, everyone, just saying how much this guy looks, you know, better, how he has improved in the off season. and what worries me is are they, are they going to start to believe that in themselves, that he's going to be passing the ball 30 to 45 times and kind of take away from the run a little bit? What helps me in my thought of that is that Steichen will continue to call the plays, and we all know that when he started calling the plays last season, that's when they became more of a run-heavy offense, and we saw them gain the success to become a playoff team and a contender. So, I mean, yes, 1,000 yards across the board for Brown and Devontae Smith. I think a lot of that is going to come from yards after catch from both of them. Uh, and and Miles on the ground, I mean, behind arguably the best offensive line in the game. I can wow. absolutely see it happening. That's absolutely.
1: Right. Hey, what did you think of Jordan Davis uh, being drafted number one? You like him, and is he going to take over for Fletcher Cox? Maybe not this year, but, you know, the year after that?
2: I I honestly love it, and now seeing more, seeing and reading more of what Jonathan Gannon has in his head and the type of defensive scheme he wants to have going forward, whether it's a 4-3, 3-4 hybrid, doesn't matter. He now has the tools in place to do exactly what he wants to do. Look at the size of Jordan Davis. When he wants to go 3-4, and Jordan Davis is is sitting there right in the middle as your nose tackle, that big body – I mean, there's no better place for this guy. And then, of course, you have uh, Javon Hargrave, who was in a 3-4 at at Pittsburgh. I believe Monte Monte Williams was in a 3-4 for uh, a a good part of time in college. So, I mean, going forward, again, the only question mark I have, I know this doesn't have anything to do with Jordan Davis, but the only question mark I have with this defense is, is their second safety position. When it comes to their front line, whether they're lining up three or four and Jordan Davis is in the middle of that. Watch out, watch out the speed this guy has for being that size is going to be something unlike anybody has ever seen.
0: Absolutely. Hey, uh, Joey, I went out on a limb a couple weeks ago and I don't think it's a, I don't even think it's a reach. Uh, When I said, I think that uh, Jalen hurts is going to have a fantastic year. Uh, He's getting, you know, he, he's the one everybody's pointing at, but the kid's a winner, and he's always yeah. been a winner. Now, whether he could throw the ball like Tom Brady or John Elway or whoever, doesn't matter. It's about winning games, and Jalen Hurts can do that. And I think I really feel like he's going to be outstanding this year.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things he has to remember is you don't always have to take off and create. I mean what I want to see out of this guy is take your 2 3 step back, step up, make your one or two reads and throw the ball if you have an, if you have a man open or then create. Just don't automatically see your first read, it's not open and take the hell off. I think he needs to be smarter. I think the I I think he has the IQ I think just under pressure situations he has to make better decisions. And whether it's just getting rid of the ball, whether it's rolling out, whether it's, you know, dumping it out to a Gainwell or a Miles Sanders, I just I need to see him progress more as a manager on the field instead of this, you know, this this highlight reel. I mean, if you can step up and, and make the, you know, the read, the option, you have a better vision overall of the field, That's what I'm looking for because we know he's going to create, we know he's going to have his rush yards, and we know he can complete a ball down the field. So he's going to put up his stats. I just need him to be a better overall manager of the game.
0: Yeah. And he's got better weapons on the outside to do that. Oh, no, with doubt. This year too. So that no doubt. So that that's certainly going to help him as well.
1: I can't wait till September. Hey, switching gears one final time, Joey, is it true that you
2: are now being considered uh, to be the next Flyers <laughs> head coach? You know what? I threw my hat in the ring and they throw it back uh they said We're, th- this <laughs> this isn't what you think at this at this moment so i said you know what i will i will respectfully bow out uh because honestly i could probably make the team a lot worse than they already are now if that's even possible i don't know about so, uh that. barry trots or Twitterella, I, I, I hand it to them well i
0: think any anybody that's had their name in the hat for about eight to twelve weeks is probably still in the hut somewhere <laughs> Because they can't seem to pull the trigger on this thing.
2: It's pretty unbelievable that they have not made this decision yet. I mean, I think Barry Trots. I think they said that they had like three or four interviews with this guy already. So who knows who the holdup is? Is it Like kind of like just evaluating everything, maybe seeing what other teams come out and try and grab him? I don't know, but something has to be done pretty soon.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah hey joey i mentioned that you're part of the big
1: show on wednesday nights usually <laughs> around 9 30 you and big al refresh my memory how long
2: have you guys been doing that show together oh well i we, we had fred join us about three years ago and then it was yeah. just me and al for about a year and a half two years prior to that so Anywhere between four and five years, uh, because it, it has it has changed in, in a right. couple of ways. We went from Al's basement to a studio, then we opened it up to a network where where you fine gentlemen and some of our right. other great shows have have joined us, and you know we love every second of it with you guys. So, in in all variations, I say about five years now.
1: All right, yeah, great Good stuff yeah.
2: too.
0: Well, hey Joey, before we let you go, uh, we talked about the big show on Wednesday nights nine thirty with Big Al. You do that Monday mailbag podcast per, pretty regular, not every week, but pretty regular. Uh, actually,
2: I actually had to take a step back from that. I actually got a new job three weeks ago. That ah. is, I used to work nights. So now I'm working a, a nine to five. So that kind of has been put on the back burner. But I've been doing these, these uh, daily, uh, like one, two minute clips that are, yep. you know, I'm putting up as a Facebook reel or, or YouTube or, you know, really anywhere you can see that crap on a Social media.
0: <laughs> well, what, where can people follow you on social media? Because you're uh, you're you're all over all the Philly sports for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On uh, Facebook, you just check me out at, uh, at Joey Sheeran or Joey E-O-P-S Sports. On Twitter, you can find me at Joey underscore E-O-P. And on Instagram, you can find me at Joey underscore Sheeran. And then, of course, there is the Instagram for E-O-P, which is... Uh, epsn underscore four 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 and then of course twitter which is at eop sports and it's a shame joey delco couldn't be at delco day with us on saturday yeah my uh my wife uh i won't say what age but my wife's birthday from last year uh her mother surprised her with a trip and they were kind of waiting for all the pandemic stuff Uh, to kind of go away so they planned it for this past weekend of course not knowing what was going on so like a month or two ago, when Delco Day was really coming, you know, into fruition and the details were coming out, I kind of said to my wife, I was like, "Hey, don't I'm I'm doing this this day," and she's, like, "Oh well, no, you're not. I'm going to be out of town, and you're watching the kids all weekend." And I was like, "Oh, damn it!" And uh, and yeah, that, that's that's why I couldn't be there. But I mean, I heard great things, and I love that you guys were out there, and of course. In uh, in in support of our boy Freddie Burns and his son Freddie the Fourth. So I mean, you guys, everybody involved did a bang out, bang up job. Especially you know Delco Live and Marty McGee's and all those guys out there. So I mean, God bless you guys and everybody else and Freddie and the Burns family and just everybody involved. I mean, I heard it was an awesome time. And as promised, I did have a couple of beers for you. Yes, yes, that's right. I did ask you to do that. <laughs> oh, Bill,
1: we can't hear you. Bill, we can't hear you. Uh-oh. Unmute yourself. There, there you he go. Is.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I said there was a lot of that going on out there on Saturday.
2: Yeah, Bill, that's that's really cool that you were able to attend that. That's really awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, I tell you, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about it a little more later on, but uh, it was good to see Fred and, and Christy. I uh, got to see them and the Burns brothers yep. and all that. It was a good time.
2: Hell yeah,
0: man. All right. All well, right, Joey, Joey, hey, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Let's do it again. Don't be strange. Absolutely.
2: Anytime. Anytime, fellas. All right, all right my man. All right. Thanks, thank Joey. you. See you.
0: Thanks. Hey, Chet, do we have to talk about gas prices? Because we are now crushing that $5 mark. They keep going up. Traveling's going down. Um, your, Your couch is definitely going to get more mileage than your car. It's time to start saving with all states pay as you go auto insurance.
1: Yeah, you know it, Bill. All states pay as you go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay per mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay per mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. You know it. It is Dave Lavoy. Call Dave at 610 430. 0, 700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey,
3: everybody. It's Willie Nile here, and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Silly Press Box Radio. You lucky people.
0: Hey, Chet. While we're talking about getting out and having some fun, uh, there's a big event this Father's Day Sunday at the Irish Rover Station House. What's up?
1: Funny you mentioned that. Uh, I actually talked to our old friend Chris at the Rover about that very subject. It has been way too long, but on the line with me right now is the bar manager at the Irish Rover Station House, Chris Gaskill. Chris, great seeing you on Saturday. So glad to see things are pretty much back to normal, I guess, at the Irish Rover.
4: Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Faces without masks, plenty of seating, good food, good beer. We've missed you. And
1: this Good food, good beer. We've missed you. And this weekend brings Father's Day, which means it is also time for a great annual event that always brings a nice crowd to the Rover's massive parking lot. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, so it's our annual Father's Day car show. Uh, it's a huge fundraiser we do once a year. All the proceeds benefit the Bucks County Community Foundation which is a really great local foundation that gives money to families in need in the area. It's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And feel free to come out and just have a cold beer and take a look at the cars. Or if you'd like to register, it's only $20. We have multiple categories for your car truck. We'll have raffles, 50-50s, music, and trophies for all the winners.
1: How many cars do you usually have on display? And do you have food and drink all morning long?
4: So uh, we'll have food out early at 9 a.m. and a little bar, mini bar set up in the parking lot. And then the restaurant will open around 11 o'clock for food and drinks. Uh, We do work off of a a limited menu, uh, but otherwise the food is fantastic. And uh, last year we hit our max, which was just under 250 cars, which was so exciting. That was the biggest we've ever done.
1: Wow, I did not realize it was that many. That's impressive. All right, I'm going to see you Sunday morning. If you need more details about Sunday's Father's Day car show, check out the Rovers' website, irishroversstationhouse.com.
0: Very good stuff. Well, hey, Chet, we played the first half of our interview with the legendary PA voice of the Phillies, Dan Baker, last week. Uh, tonight we have the second half of that interview. What What a Philadelphia treasure, Dan, is
1: yeah great time talking with Dan last week. We as I said, we talked twice as long as we expected to, so, yeah, we kept the whole interview and said it was so damn good. We're gonna play part last week part this week and in part two, you get to hear Dan do what he does best, and that's announce a few of his favorite Phillies players so here and is... we
0: didn't even have to ask him no,
1: it just it just <laughs> comes up in conversation and with we, him. and
0: we he did give us Steve Carlton last week,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and we get a few more this week. So let's get to it. Here we go. Dan Baker
3: right now. Hi, Bill. Chet. Uh, It's great to be with you.
0: Well, Dan, I wanted to ask you. you, You've been doing this for 50 years. You've seen Steve Carlton, Mike Schmidt, and that whole run. Uh, You went through the 93 team. Then, you, you know, the Utley, Howard, Rollins group. Now you have Bryce Harper. When you're watching players like that every day and you see that they're special. Does that excite you as the broadcaster for a little extra Chase Sutley or Bryce oh. Harper? Oh, absolutely. Usually
3: uh, what dictates the uh, extra push uh, are, are the circumstances of the game. You know, if the Phillies are rallying and, you know, they might be down by a couple of runs, but the base is loaded, you know, with one out. You know, that's when I'll try to give a a little bit extra. Now batting for the Phillies, number 26, second baseman, Chase Utley. Of course, it's an honor to introduce him. But, uh, you know, when I think of that nucleus, uh, uh, to me, there was two golden eras of Phillies baseball, the the mid-70s and early 80s. And then, of course, uh, the, the great run. 2007 through 2011, five straight NL East division championships. And, uh, of course, back-to-back World Series for the only time in Philly's history, uh, 2008 and 2009. And uh, we won the World Series for the second time in 2008, beating Tampa. And, uh, of course, lost to the Yankees in the 2009 World Series.
1: Hey Dan, since you just introduced one second baseman, remind me who played second base on that 1993 <laughs> Phillies
3: team? Number twelve, second baseman Mickey Morandini.
0: <laughs> there you go. How I many times get you get asked to do that, Dan?
3: <laughs> A few times. Sometimes by Mickey, uh, and uh, I'm happy to oblige. Oh, and, uh, it's an honor to introduce him, and of course. Uh, Sometimes people say, well, what are your favorite names to announce? Well, they tend funny. to be the, you know, the polysyllabic uh, yeah. names, multiple syllables, mm-hmm. uh, because they lend themselves to a more melodic interpretation. Right. Now, batting for the Phillies, number 19, left fielder Greg Luzinski. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can do something with it. the multiple syllables
1: i wanted to thank you dan for what you did for us three years ago in 2019 you did a favor for us you recorded a little intro thing for us and we enhanced it with a little echo and some crowd news and we play it every single week before our show or as we starting our show and here's the part where you come on right here now to the
4: game.
3: You brought that crowd noise in at just the right time,
1: too. (laughs) That's the only time people ever cheered for us, Dan. Believe me.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey Dan, I wanted to say uh, to you, too, I'm sure you know this, that our friends over at uh, Shive Sports, they have a Dan Baker bobblehead that's floating around, too. I'm looking to get a couple of those. Yes, uh, uh, that's a great store
3: on uh, 13th Street in in Philadelphia. Uh, They have some great things in there, you know. Uh, memorabilia from uh, Shibe Park, Connie Mack Stadium—that's the name, Shibe Sports. The old Spectrum, and where uh, uh, I saw a lot of great uh, games there. And uh, we, we uh, Bill, we took some Big Five basketball double headers there uh, when we were going through a tumultuous uh, period. You know, in the 1980s, we had some, we drew some big crowds down there for Big Five double headers. And uh, uh, when I think of some of the different sports venues in Philadelphia, I think how privileged Franklin Field, you know, Mm -hmm. still the home of Penn football. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but uh, of course, the home of the 1960 uh, NFL champion, Philadelphia Eagles, Chuck Benarek and Norm Van Brocklin and Tommy McDonald. Oh my gosh, Pete Retzlav, Tom Brookshire and all those wonderful Eagles. But, you know, growing up in this town and having those teams to root for, my gosh, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles. In the 50s, the Philadelphia Warriors and uh, and up through 62. And of course, 62 is the year that Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game in uh, Hershey versus the Knicks. And my gosh, he don't aver- don't tell me
1: you were there, Dan. You weren't there. I was not. No, no. <laughs>
3: okay. Neither. Well, listen. Uh, I think there was only about three thousand or so people there. I yeah. know Bill Campbell was there. He he yes, did he the radio play-by-play. Play. <laughs> and Harvey Pollack was there because he drew up that a little piece of paper that had 100 on it that Wilt displayed uh, in front of him. Uh, there's another one of my heroes, number 13, Wilt Chamberlain. In fact, I have a picture of me interviewing Wilt. It looks like my bar mitzvah picture, you know, it's quite a, <laughs> a, 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 way, a time ago. But uh, when he was the, uh, that's when I interviewed him for the Armed Forces Network. He was a player coach uh, for the ABA San Diego Conquistadors. Yep. And uh, I interviewed them in, uh, at the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. They were in town to play the Virginia Squires.
0: Very good.
1: Hey, Dan, one last thing. I read a piece uh, that somebody did a few years ago with you that said you, as a youngster, were a big fan, as we all were, of Dave Zinkoff, and you oh. actually did an impression of
3: Zink. Yes. Uh do you still do that? <laughs> well I I'll i I'll still try. Uh but uh, oh my gosh, he he was so entertaining. He was uh and uh you know I I saw a number of Warriors games at the old convention hall at thirty-third and Civic Center Boulevard, hearing the zinc uh at Convention Hall, uh and the old arena at Forty Fifth and Market Streets, and then of course at the Spectrum. But uh here, here is a little sample of what he might sound like uh, uh, introducing uh, the uh, last member of the starting team that he would introduce for the 1983 NBA champions. And at forward, number six, from the University of Massachusetts, Julius Irving. You know, uh, draw that out, you know, love it. Great, great. so but uh, oh, he was. I remember him giving out a salami, you know, he called out a lucky number to give out a foremost salami. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, really, oh. really uh, fun to listen to him.
0: Hey, Dan, before we let you go, one final thing you do a lot of uh, still very active, you do uh, the show with Greg Luzitski, some other things. So, where can people find you, listen to your shows? and and all you have going on.
3: Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have a wonderful agent who represents me, uh, Josh Weinfeld. And in fact, he uh, put together a deal with Shive Sports a few years ago, and that's how uh, my bobblehead came to be. I have been advised by a number of people about having, you know, a Facebook presence and Twitter and Instagram. I don't do that. Josh does that for me sometimes, Uh, you know, and he'll announce if I'm, appearing, you know, at, at a particular radio show. Now, uh, the weekly show uh, to which you guys alluded with Greg Luzinski is called The Bull Session mm-hmm. in honor of Greg, whose nickname was The Bull. Uh, and uh, it, it's heard on WBCB Radio, 1490 AM, uh, 107.3 FM. And live and it, on Facebook. Uh, live on Facebook. It, it's you, you can watch it live stream i do you can, of course you can also listen to it you know just the audio portion anywhere in the world you know over the internet at uh, www.wbcb1490.com but uh, you know uh one of my uh, dearest friends in life is merrill reese the great play-by-play voice of the philadelphia eagles a lot of people probably don't know this because he's so famous as the eagles Great play-by-play announcer, but Merrill is also the part owner and the vice president and general manager of a uh, WBCB radio, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in Bucks County, and uh, they do a great job programming. They have some wonderful shows on that station. I've been on there for the last sixteen years. Uh, Joe Kurrigan, who was our guest last night, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, at, at Merrill's invitation started the inside pitch uh 16 years ago and then joe was hired as the phillies pitching coach Uh, so he was no longer available to do the show and we invited uh greg to join us and so uh, greg and i have been co-hosting uh ever since so for the last 15 years And, and and that's always a lot of fun and uh you know i still do uh uh, weddings and uh, bar mitzvahs and bat <laughs> mitzvahs. and uh, I don't do as many as I once did. I, uh, You know, with all the health challenges uh, Chet and Bill that I faced in the last couple of years, you know, I try to be careful not to pile too much. I try not to do more than one event in a day. I, I, you know, when I was younger, uh, my goodness, you know, it was nothing to do two or three events. In fact, you know, uh, you you would can you would count yourself as lucky if you you had multiple events in a day, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, I uh, limit my professional role uh, at age seventy five. Sorry, uh, to uh, uh, you know most of my PA assignments uh, and. Uh, uh want to spend more time i i I have a a, a wonderful beautiful wife who's been so supportive and gosh she's been my guardian angel and uh heaven she got me through uh you know all these medical challenges the last couple of years and uh you know we want to take some trips too and now, I, I don't want to go into a full-blown retirement. You know, I, I, like I said, I, uh, if if God will bless me with good health and the Phillies will have me, I'm still hoping to do the Phillies PA for another 10 years and set the record for uh, Major League Baseball PA announcer's longevity. Uh, so that's still a goal of mine, speaking engagement here and there, and shows like yours. Uh, I, I I enjoy doing this. And, uh uh, you guys are so enthusiastic and entertaining, and uh, it's uh, it's an honor to, to
0: join you.
1: Well, and we're going to make that. this an annual event, Dan. Sounds good to me.
0: All right, Dan. Well, hey, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, let's do it again, like we said. Good luck, good health, good Phillies, and uh, have a great summer.
3: Go Phillies. Thank you, Chet and Bill.
0: That's good stuff, isn't it?
3: Oh and for the record Bill uh Dan Baker
1: called us enthusiastic and entertaining how about that
0: He's right <laughs> yeah, Absolutely <laughs> I'm not going to argue with him I, I, well we're enthusiastic anyway I don't know about the rest but <laughs> Let's go with it entertaining uh, That's right That's right Hey I tell you what as as I said last week I'll say it again it, a true treasure um you know and and as Philadelphia sports fans you know Dan um Ray Dininger and some of the some of the guys that we've had an opportunity to uh, have on this show and and to, and to call our friends is really something. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. it's really been it's really been fun. We're lucky. That's right. Well, hey, let's talk a little more about the Phillies. Not a good start tonight as Zach Eflin gave up four in the top of the first. I that, saw that's not a good start. But you know the team is playing well. They're above five hundred finally. Um Still a long ways to go uh, to to get the first place and still a bit of a ways to go to get to the wild card. They're going to have to continue to play good ball.
1: Yeah, they're still three and a half out of that wild card. You win 10 out of 11, you don't really gain any ground because the Braves who are there in front of them had won like 12 in a row. Um, The other teams like the Padres are also playing pretty well. So still three and a half games back of the third wild card. And uh, the good news is, The schedule is accommodating over the next few weeks. A lot of games against some of the, you know, lower echelon teams. They beat the Marlins last night, and that's always been a bugaboo. Now they got to win another one tonight against them, and it's early. They can come back. And a lot of games against the Nationals coming up. And, I mean, the Nats stink. So they should do well.
0: Well, there's a lot of games against the Braves. Uh, yeah, you know, that's true too. as we play as we play through the summer, there's a lot of games against the Braves. They're all going to be important. They're two game swings, you know, the the win, the win and the loss. So uh you have to win, you know, three quarters of those games to pick up any ground. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, they're they're a lot more fun to watch when they're competing every night. And and you know, as you said, uh it's four nothing here in the first inning, but you're like, hey, you know what? They got eight innings to go they got eight innings to swing these bats uh and, and you never feel like they're out of it when they're swinging the bats well
1: yeah i agree and uh they are hitting pretty well the monday night when though was even more impressive for me because it was one of uh, it was against one of the top pitchers in the league and you know they hung in there arnola you know matched him pretty much pitch for pitch and then they finally got to him a little bit uh and it was two two and then you know they win it in the bottom of the ninth on the, the walk-off hit by reese so that was a great win against a great pitcher and a team that has given them fits the last few years
0: yeah well when your pitcher only gives up two runs you better win this thinking game yeah yeah you know I mean you gotta you gotta look at it that way and you know the, the thing about it is some guys are hot uh nobody's gonna stay hot forever and, and we, as you can see with Alec Bohm he was really hot and now yep. he's really struggling his defense put it's been pretty solid uh game of night off he's back in there tonight. That bat will come around, and, you know, as we said, ebbs and flows of the of the season, but everybody has to be there to pick up the other guys because everybody's not going to be hot together. It just doesn't work that way.
1: They need Castellanos to get it going, Um and Schwarber, who has been hitting some bombs, needs to pick up the average, and I think that's going to happen. So, uh, like I said with Joey, I'm pretty optimistic. I think we're seeing a postseason here.
0: Well, uh- they got work to do. Let, yeah. let, let's talk. Let I'm excited about it too, but let's not get too over the edge. Let's talk about it another three or four weeks.
1: Sounds good. Let's
0: see how it's how it's played out and if the bullpen, the cans that I talked about, the cans can hold it together, uh, and if the can knots can get hot and uh, be part of this as well.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about what happened on Saturday, Bill. Yeah,
0: let's talk about Saturday, Chet. Me and you in the same building at Delco Day. uh, Got to spend some time with Freddie and Christy Burns. That was fun. The Burns boys. Big Al was there. Uh, Philly sports guy was there. We got to talk to him a good bit. And we met the great people at the Headstrong Foundation, Chet, uh, who are the ones that that this basically Delco Day donations were going to. And then they – we're uh, helping with uh, passing that money on to the Burns family. So we got to talk to those great people. Uh, interesting story, sad story, but interesting story of what Headstrong Foundation's got going on. It was a really fun day. Yeah, it
1: was a great day. And one of the very few times, as you noted, that you, me, and Big Al from Edge of Philly Sports were all in the same place together. We managed to uh, sneak a picture, of course. <laughs> uh they had a they had a decent crowd while we were there and then go figure after you and I left it got very crowded we won't take it personally but the good news is they did raise lots of money for the Headstrong Foundation with as you said that money then going to the Burns family to help with their massive medical bills for young Freddie the 4th and as you said it was great to have Fred and Christy come out and we were able to hang around and see them uh we certainly wish the Burns family nothing but the best, and I believe young Freddie turns three years old next week.
0: He does, he does, and uh, from from everything we've heard, uh, he is making great progress. And uh, I don't know that you're ever out of the woods, but you're, yeah. you know, he he's doing well, and uh, what we're really excited about that too. So absolutely, good, good, good job, Big Al. We have got to throw this out here because his wife. Uh, was involved in it, too, were part of the um, organizers who helped run this event. And they were hustling around all day long. Getting that picture was was not easy to grab, Al. Um, but there, there were a whole bunch of them involved, and, and Al and his wife were a big part of that. And uh, hats off to them for for a great event.
1: Yeah, Al was there. I guess at least twelve hours straight. He got there before two, and he said he was going to be there till two a.m. So, way to go, Big Al! Great job. Yeah. And as you said, great job or a great time meeting well, the people from the Headstrong Foundation, Cheryl and Nick. And somewhere I have their business cards, and we're probably going to have Cheryl on our show at some point this summer.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, great story as I said, and uh, sad but great. And they have uh, they have taken their son's wishes and moved forward and. uh having lost their son and they've turned this into really something special with the headstrong foundation.
1: Mm-hmm. Great event.
0: All right. Well, Hey, Chet, let's give a shout out to all the shows at the edge of Philly sports network this week. Wall to wall coverage as usual. Check it all out. You can get all the action at www.eop sports, as well as edge of Philly sports on YouTube. You can find our show on Philly press box, radio, YouTube channel as well. Press those. Subscribe, follow, like buttons, and as always, share with your family and friends. The Broad Street Bully podcast still going on on Monday nights. Tuesday, Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. Maddie B is all over it. Fighting's final post game every night. Matty B is uh, on doing a recap of the Phil's game. Check that out as well. Of course, you have us tonight with Joey and Dan. Tonight, later on, 9.30, Big Al and Joey. Or that's not tonight because we're on Tuesday night. This is Tuesday night. Yep. Tomorrow night, 9 30, uh, John Stallness will be on with uh, Joey and Al. Saturday, the Patterson Avenue Fanatics breakfast with the boys. Saturday, 9 a.m. Get your coffee and breakfast, sit down and talk Philly sports. Sunday, 9 p.m. Lacrosse, Philly, and behind beyond. Check that out as well. Don't forget to like and follow. Sign up for the newsletter uh, through EOPsports.com. It will be in your email box on Friday mornings, usually by 9 or 10 o'clock. Check it all out. Mm-hmm. All right. Chet, great guest tonight. Joey Sharon and Dan Baker. You're going to have trouble topping that next week. Who you got coming to Philly well, Press Well, next
1: week, Bill, and this is weird. This was not planned. We actually had the same two guests on the same show in mid-June one year ago, and it's going to happen again. Back in our regular Wednesday time slot next week, by the way, we will talk with former Comcast Sportsnet anchor and current director of the Center for Sports Communication at Rowan. That is Neil Hartman. Neil is terrific. Plus, a return visit from, you remember this guy, Bill, uh, Ray Lowe. He is a podcast host and U.S. Masters swimmer. Ray Lowe, who just turned 80 years young and also just won another event a couple of weeks ago. He is an amazing individual and a real inspiration. So Neil Hartman and Ray Lowe next week, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Going to be fun. Good stuff. All right, let's take another quick break. Thanks our friends over at the PPCC One Eighteen razroom Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page, so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check it out; it's on their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC One One Eight razroom Room. That's right, P. PCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. So, Mr. Chesco,
1: <sighs>
0: we're going to do a parting shot re- movie review tonight, eh?
1: Bill, everybody is talking about it. So, what the heck? I'm going to talk about it right now as well. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Bill, a new movie that was filmed in Philadelphia in late 2020 and parts of last year hit Netflix last week. It was directed by a Philly guy, Jeremiah Zager. And it's about a 50 ish dude who works for the 76ers as a scout and wannabe assistant coach with the team who ends up finding a raw talent over in Spain and then tries to get him over into America to get drafted. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Adam Sandler, but I got to tell you, while I'm not a huge fan, he was really, really good in this and believable in this role. And the basketball player, Bo Cruz, is in reality a journeyman 6'9 NBA player named Juancho Hernan Gomez. All right. And... He was also a pretty darn good actor. He can play hoops, which you would expect. He's been in the NBA for five or six years. But, yeah, he does turn out to be a pretty good actor as well. It is essentially a Rocky-type story, a nobody getting an unexpected shot at glory, and it is really, 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 really well done. Um, I can tell you that along the way, there are cameos from a slew of former and current 76ers, including Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Matisse Theibel, Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, big Bobo. Uh, Billy King, Coach Glenn, Doc Rivers, and yes, the true Doc, Julius Irving, plus other notables like Dirk Nowitzki, Kyle Lowry, Jay Wright is in it, Bill. 97.5's Anthony Gargano and even TNT's Kenny Smith. Now, there are also important roles played by Queen Latifah, Robert Duvall, Ben Foster, and Minnesota Timberwolves guard Anthony Edwards, who plays something of a creepy young first-round draft pick. Uh, Philly area folks will love seeing so much of the city and the surrounding area on the silver screen. The Italian market, Pat Stakes, the Melrose Diner, the City skyline, of course, the Philly Airport, Uh, The Capitolo Playground, the Basketball Mural at Broad and Federal, Coatesville Area High School, LaSalle's Tom Gola Arena, which serves as a New York spot for the NBA Draft Combine, which is a very important part of the movie. Manor College, the Maniunk Bridge Trail, Maniunk Wall, uh, Ray's Happy Birthday Bar, the Sixers practice facility in Camden, all of this in the movie, and of course, the wells fargo center too it is a rocky type rags to riches story as i mentioned the basketball action is fantastic there are a lot of funny moments along the way several feel-good moments too and there's this line that adam sandler's character says to Bo when he's telling him about the city of brotherly love philadelphia baby best sports fans in the world actually the worst but that's what makes them the best ain't that the truth if you are a sports fan, and particularly if you're a Philadelphia sports fan, see Hustle. The Chet Grade, a solid A. Oh. I'm not kidding, Bill. Oh, come back. A really? solid A for Hustle.
0: Good deal. All right. Have to check it out. Hey, why don't we have like 30 seconds? Uh, Leonard Kells is watching our show, and he's got three different comments up here regarding JT Remuto. So I'm going to put this up here, Chet. Get your... Trade real muto. What do you think of that? Is that, uh, is that something you would consider doing for maybe a starting pitcher? Uh, Leonard's not happy with JT tonight. He grounded well, out the bases loaded.
1: Yeah, he's been uh, having a little tough luck of late. He seems like he's picking it up, and then he hits into double plays a couple of nights in a row. He had that uh, errant catch attempt when uh, Suarez threw in the ball Sunday afternoon that turned into a big inning and a real turning point in the game. He probably should have had that. You know, I would consider anything at this point as far as a trade that would make the team better. I mean, Rio Miguel told what, 32? He's not going to get better. He's not going to get younger, certainly, going forward. So I would consider it. Why not? And plus, you know, he's paid a lot of money, and they don't have a whole lot of money to pay Reese Hoskins or whomever going forward with all these big contracts that they have now.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I mean, he's still up there in top three, four, two, three, four catchers in the, in the National League. Certainly, uh, replacing him is not going to be easy if you did decide to move him. And and if you get a top-notch starter, if you can get a top-notch starter for him, is that the difference in making the run or not without yeah. without a stud catcher?
1: We got to go, Bill, but see hustle. It's very good. And congratulations to Bill Clement and Al Morganti going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Great to hear. Wrap it up, Bill.
0: Let's wrap it up. Thank tonight's special guests, Joey Sheridan and Dan Baker, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's Like Your LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 RAS Room, and Dave LaVoy of All State Insurance in Westchester. For Jim Chetchesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday. June 22nd at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash Radio, on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. hopes,